Have you ever talked to someone who believes that human life doesn't begin until the heart starts beating? Let's talk about how we should respond. Come debrief with us. Hey y'all, I'm Lexi and I'm your host. I'm Ethan, the rookie debrief host. I'm Seth. I'm not a rookie, but I don't know what the opposite of that would be. Um, a veteran yeah, debriefer. I think so. I've been debriefing since episode one. So, you know, there we go. Yeah. And yeah, I guess. It's not brief, but no, we're debriefing. Yeah. True. There we go. There you go. Um, and so today we have another great conversation for us to listen to with a topic that's kind of timely um, with, I think, a lot of people's opinions and beliefs on Lynn Life Begins. And so we have a clip. Let's just get into that right now. I just figure that the heart is one of the things that makes you alive. Same with the brain. You cannot live without these things. So but then obviously they can live without that. Because they're still, they are living before that. Before but they're not living after that. But they're still living before they have their heartbeat. Why is that? Because they are growing. Do dead things grow? Not really, no. I guess that's true. <laughs> not really no <laughs> that's good where was this from lexi this is from some sort of college um that's a really good question seth maybe maggie would know that answer maggie do you know the producer answer? maggie do you know what this no, is from? no <laughs> idea. they're wearing long sleeves and it's cold so just imagine a, a cold college day and that's what you can be picturing right now in your Easy mind to do in the middle of august it has to have been from like one of our fall road trips for life yeah okay so somewhere from there um, it was claire talking we know that claire yes claire was one of our gap year interns we miss you claire and she did a great job at trying to combat this college student who thought that life didn't begin until the heart started beating and so what i want to ask you ethan is how do we know this is such a simple question hopefully how do we know <laughs> if it's not for you then there's a problem <laughs> no. setting Maybe up that way yeah. how do we know because well, claire already gave the answer so it's okay how do we know that life begins before a heartbeat yeah so a heart is not when your life starts you're very obviously from the moment of fertilization you have this new distinct entity that is growing and ordering its own development when you get a heart, that is only one stage of your development. You actually don't need a heart before that stage of development, just like you actually don't need your lungs until you're outside of the womb, and then your lungs kick in so you can breathe oxygen. Before that point, you don't need your lungs inside of the womb because you're being given oxygen through the umbilical cord. Well, I like, Ethan, what you were saying there about ordering her development, right? The preborn baby is ordering her development. So the mother is definitely, mother serves a vital role. We understand that, right? Mm -hmm. For nourishment, protection, and beyond that, like there's already bonding going on there in ways that mom and baby aren't really aware of. But the baby is still directing her own development. The mother is not telling the baby how to grow. Her, her brain is, the mother's brain is not telling the baby how to form. The baby is on her own trajectory, her own developmental path, growing from embryo to fetus to eventual newborn and so on and so forth. So that's clearly a sign of life, right? We have this being who yeah. is growing and directing her own development. It's not like we're building a table or something with pieces from the outside. This baby is developing on her own. Clearly, she must be alive. Mm -hmm. It's well said, Ethan. Yeah, that's great. And so let's kind of pick apart her argument a little bit. So find the holes in it. In summary, she basically believes heart stops, life stops. 
So heart begins, life begins. Okay, well, number one, when your heart stops, you're not necessarily dead, mm -hmm. right? So now we generally define death as brain death, which is still a little bit complicated. Generally, though, we understand when your brain has ceased its ability to function, what that means is it's not losing your brain that's really what matters, the losing the ability to work as an organism. Mm -hmm. Ethan was saying a moment ago, developing on your own, right? So the baby, the, oh, what we see with someone who is alive, like all of us who are born, our brain keeps all of our body parts working together communicating so our skin our various parts are all coordinating as a whole being the baby has it in the very beginning before the brain and the heart already you have this coordinated function an organism is mm -hmm. working as a whole and i hope we're not losing any listeners so if this is too complicated what we can do is just drop in the show notes a really great link to anyone who wants to look into this more maureen Condit has done a lot of great work neurobiologists showing that at the very beginning we have a whole organism before brain before heart a being that as ethan said an entity developing her own development that's at the very beginning for us though if your heart stops you're not necessarily a goner we can bring you back if your brain stops yeah. we can't bring you back because there's no ability for the organism to stay as a mm -hmm. whole being living parts no longer a living organism okay that makes sense so basically she's wrong in saying that a heart stops life stops we can know that that's not necessarily true and then we obviously know again that a heart starting to beat doesn't mean that life has begun at that point a lot of times what i do is i'm like well how could there be a heart that's formed before it's actually living I don't, that didn't make I'm sorry, any sense. Can you try again? Yeah, this is actually what I say, and I <laughs> hopefully I don't confuse everybody I talk to. Good luck to them. Okay, <laughs> I say, how could there be a heart that is already formed if there wasn't a person creating that heart? Mm, I see. So, the, like, the, there's the person comes first, and then she's forming her body parts. Sure. Yeah, that's true. It's not like you have the the heart forms and suddenly boom, you have a person there, right? Yeah. Like that doesn't work that way. The person is ontologically prior she comes first she exists first and then her parts exist after her yes that makes sense yeah but maybe i should say it in a more easy way is there an easier way to say that you you have to be alive and growing and developing to yeah. actually develop a heart yes yeah that, okay. that's, that's that's a good point yeah. i mean okay, okay like so <laughs> babies in the talk when they're like i don't know six months nine months a year old depending on the baby's development right but the baby exists before any words she says right. it's not as if the baby's first word makes her a person sure the person is there then these other things that she can do or body parts come later i think you're i think what you said makes a lot of sense yeah. okay okay good <laughs> sorry this I is like a pro-life lab here we're trying to figure out the best way to phrase things yeah, so. yeah that's always that's good. what we're doing yeah and if anybody else uh heard that and was super confused by it and you have a better way a more simple way to say it please let us know we would love we'll to hear get you it. on the show yes take yeah. my role <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome but we cannot take seth's role no we would add another person seth we would not get rid cool. of cool number four <laughs> so when does a heartbeat begin that's a good question because i think we always do you guys remember like um again maybe you don't remember this but it used to always be said 17 to 21 days mm -hmm. we said around three weeks that was the best understanding but now it was do you remember the year the British Heart Foundation did research showing that now it's 16 days? Yes. Right? So we know it's, and anyone who's looking it up, again, we could put in the show notes a link to British Heart Foundation. It's not a pro-life organization at all, merely a, a scientific group that showed that the heart is beating at 16 days, which is way before most women know they're pregnant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't actually think that people who use the argument, oh, well, life doesn't begin until a heartbeat begins. I think they're thinking in their mind, oh, you could have an abortion then like for yeah. a month pretty much yeah. before so i think they're kind of using that argument to further their position on abortion and allowing abortion to go through like four or five months or something mm -hmm. because they're just so 
unaware, yeah, ignorant to the biological fact that their heart starts beating actually way before we can even detect their heart. I think that's the confusion, right? They know we can detect the heartbeat at five, six weeks. So sometimes they assume that must be when it starts beating, but that's inaccurate. We just Mm -hmm. don't have the technology to hear that heartbeat at a very early stage. And if you think about it, that's actually crazy that we can hear a heart starting to be at five or six weeks they're so tiny and we can pick up that like the waves the sound waves Mm -hmm. of that i don't even know how well yeah good thing i don't know how because i'm definitely not smart enough to create an (laughs) ultrasound machine and be able to figure that out but i think it's like they see the heart beating and then like the sound is is is, comes from anyhow it's beyond me but yeah i don't know if if anybody here is like an uh listening is an ultrasound tech let us know too Oh, yeah, sure. Any Anybody who's smarter. Anybody smarter than us. <laughs> yeah, let Which us is probably know. a lot of you listeners, right? Yeah. Let us know. So kind of getting back to how Claire was speaking to this girl. What was the question she asked? Oh, yeah. So what I found interesting about how the college student was speaking to Claire was she kind of used our tactic and just asking because Claire was making the assertion that it is not true that you can be living prior to having a brain prior to having a heartbeat and she just asks why is that that's something that we always use to kind of get to understand the other person's perspective kind of push them on their assertions and so she did that with Claire it worked out for Claire's favor and our favor because then we get to then share our opinion on it but I found that interesting have y'all ever experienced somebody really just genuinely questioning what you're saying but it worked out in your favor yeah i have not recently but it has happened to me before and it's i i really enjoy it because then you know that you're talking to someone who is genuinely seeking after truth and usually at the end of the conversation even if you didn't change that person's mind you know that it was a fruitful conversation because you were talking to someone who is actually interested in learning more about what they believe and what you believe um, Seth, you've probably experienced that a lot. What I was going to say, as the veteran, maybe I can say, actually, I've made a mistake here, a big mistake okay. one time, oh, because I'm so that? in the mode of asking questions, you know, like we stay yeah. all the time, ask questions. One time at Columbus State Community College, a young woman asked me, like, what do you think about this? I just like was kept asking, well, what, what about killing a toddler? Like, kept asking a question, like oh. we say. She get, tried three or four times to ask me the question, finally gave them, walked away, and told someone else that she was frustrated and felt like I was not really answering her question, which is totally accurate. I was not answering her question. So yeah. I have a hard time realizing there's a time to actually respond with, you know, like not asking a question again, right? Getting, mm-hmm. making sure you're not so much in apologetics, but you really are having that yep. genuine conversation. So I've made mistakes like that. So when That's they ask the question, you need to finally respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. How do we know? Where's the balance between that? Because I think sometimes they ask questions that you shouldn't really be answering yeah. and that you should just answer a question with another question. Well, I'm, I think the third time she asked, I probably should have clued okay, in what she a, wanted that's to really an good answer, idea. right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes it simple. Okay, everybody listening. If somebody asks you a question more than two times, definitely answer it on the third go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, also, I, don't, I mean, there's just a, the question they ask you. If she, she asked me, like, what do you think about abortion, right? That's clearly not a flippant kind of a, I don't know. It was pretty clear that if I had been stepping outside of the moment and listening to her really yeah. well, I would have known it was a genuine question okay. and not some attempt to just kind of skirt the issue, right? Uh-huh. So I think maybe there are tell, tells, tell, 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 signs? Tell? signs. Thank signs. you. Signs. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Words We're are hard. Bad. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. So, I guess always ask questions, but then sometimes 
it goes back to knowing the person you're talking to um, and making sure that you're like ministering to them and I don't mm-hmm. know if ministering yeah, to that's them right. is the right way or yeah. it, helping them reach the conclusions that they need in the way that they need it because sometimes people don't need you to keep questioning them they just really are genuinely wanting to have yeah. answers from you and they'll listen to you and try to use their logic to make sure that what you're saying is accurate and but back to this clip I love this girl seemed to be that kind right the fact yeah. that she admitted at the end Oh, I guess it makes sense. Dead things don't grow, right? That was really cool because that intellectual honesty is just kind of a dying breed, it seems like. And you would think that that question, their only answer would be, no, dead things don't grow. And you would like have to answer that. But no, I've asked so many people that same question and they won't answer you. So it's actually congratulations to her. That's a good point. So we know that it's really powerful to hear a baby's heartbeat for the first time. We know that um, if a woman goes in and she gets an ultrasound and hears her baby's heartbeat, I know Seth, you have children and I'm sure you heard their heartbeat um, on an ultrasound prior to them being born, which obviously they're on an ultrasound. Anyways, that's a very powerful thing. Totally it is. Yeah. I mean, I, you're right. I mean, my wife, I never considered abortion, of course, but when you are there and you, so I knew the baby was alive at the very beginning, but when you see the, the movement, you hear the whoosh, whoosh Mm -hmm. sound, there is something very powerful that happens. Sorry to cut you off, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. No, 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 that's it. So there's something powerful about it. Um, so you can recognize a heartbeat. The development of a heartbeat is a, uh, like turning point is a very developmental marker yes, milestone there you go a milestone in this person's life yeah. but that doesn't override or overrule the beginning of their life their yeah. their literal start of that human being and so how do we kind of walk this line in saying yes because I know at the abortion facility, Ethan, you can touch on this. At the abortion facility, I all the time tell women when their baby's heart starts beating. Yeah. So we need to push that. We need to tell people because that is something very powerful. But how do we draw the line of explaining how powerful the heart starts beating is to somebody's life? Yeah. But isn't necessarily the end all be all. Right. Yeah. In that conversation, I think it's just important that you don't end the conversation on, oh yeah, the heartbeat is really important. Women will hear their baby's heartbeat and they won't kill their baby because you could leave someone with the impression that you think that life begins with a heartbeat and you're emphasizing that because of that. Just continue the conversation and go further back in the stages of development because yeah, our lives don't begin when we have a heartbeat. They begin at fertilization. So don't leave the conversation off mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about a heartbeat. Just make sure you continue down that developmental road back to the very beginning, which is at fertilization. Yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, it's interesting what you're talking about, Lexi. Like for me as a father, my experience of feeling emotional connection when I heard yeah. the heartbeat, right? That's my recognition of my baby's existence. But I also have the knowledge of when she in reality began to exist, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the same way like when I see, I've seen my kids take their first step or say their first word. These are all important milestones in their life, which give me this kind of new, maybe deeper even affection for them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change my genuine love and care for them, but something emotionally happens in me, right? So mm-hmm. we have to recognize there's the, the reality that exists outside of us and there's our experience. So we know a woman coming to Planned Parenthood, there is her experience and her experience right now is mostly about her life, her background, what has brought her here, right? We want to see a new experience come in where it's an experience of recognition of her baby and attaching that baby. So... 
the mere reality that the baby exists doesn't necessarily bring that attachment for her, yeah. but something like the heartbeat or whatever else we know is going on in the baby's development, mm-hmm. those might bring those attachments for her, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not at all a negative thing to share with people the development of babies in the womb, but at the same time, you have to remind them because I know sometimes if you like kind of focus on when the heartbeat begins yeah. and things like that, sometimes people will kind of, like you were saying, Ethan, they'll kind of confuse your position with saying the heartbeat is when life begins Mm. but we're not saying that at all we're just saying that that's something very important um and i think going back to kind of what we were talking about at the very beginning a lot of people don't understand how early that actually takes place so by sharing with them yeah at about 16 days your baby's heart started beating that's super powerful and people don't know that but it's 16 days after what Right. After there were exactly after after fertilization. So And it's like an evidence, right? So if someone asks me right now, how do we know Ethan's alive? What would we say, Lexi? Like he's breathing, his heart is beating. That doesn't mean that is the defining factor that makes him a living being. We we point to these evidences. So you can point to the baby and say, She has a heartbeat, she has brainwaves. Those are evidences of her life. They're not the very beginning of her life. Mm -hmm. They're mere evidences pointing to the fact that a, a living organism is there. Yeah even if that organism was there before those evidences were there. Yeah, and I guess you could say this too, like right at fertilization, you're not, you can't see the baby. If you even did an ultrasound on her, you wouldn't be able to see the baby right at fertilization. Mm -hmm. Um, But that doesn't mean that she doesn't exist. Right, it's like Horton hears a who, right? So Horton is running around with that little clove or whatever you guys yeah. okay you get the reference now uh, i am so okay. i watched that like when i was elephant like, named Horton running around with this clover and there's this little like colony on there yeah. and okay it's the whole quote comes from a person's a person no matter how small it comes yes, from this yes yes you have to pay dr seuss to use that quote i don't know but i just used it on, <laughs> yeah. in the podcast all right so anyhow but he's telling everyone there's this there's this these people on this clover right, yeah. and no one believes him but he alone can hear it the others can't hear it doesn't mean that the people aren't there they just can't see it Right. Oh, that's so cute. I need to watch that now. <laughs> well, it's it a really book. You can read it yeah. too. Oh, okay. It's Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, but I think this just kind of points to the fact that we are beings who experience our world through our five senses primarily. But just because you can't see something or experience something through one of those five senses does not mean that that thing does not exist. Right. But something like the heartbeat is it's a tangible piece of evidence that just reinforces what you already know. Right. Well said. Yeah, I think that's good. And so I think we have a lot to take away from this episode. Sorry, everybody, for all of our... No, I'm not even going to throw y'all under the bus. All my um, words that didn't make any sense. (laughs) But thank you for listening in as we tried to figure out the best way to respond to the question or to the assertion that life doesn't begin until heart starts beating. And so if you found this episode beneficial, please leave us a five-star review. That would help us out a lot to get more people to listen to this podcast. And remember to be bold for the preborn babies. We look forward to debriefing with you again next week. So I think maybe there are tell tells tell 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 tell